podcast number three about COVID and me. Hi all, once again, thank you to any of you that listened to last Thursday's podcast and thank you to anyone that's listening to this one. Apologies that it's a few days late. This week I've chosen to talk about COVID and me. As you know, my name is Sue, I'm 51 years old and I'm currently residing in the Netherlands for work purposes with my husband. COVID has stopped us being able to return to the UK since March 2020 to see family and friends, our loved ones. That's a long time when you're used to seeing them at least once a month. Work is still as busy as it ever was for us before COVID times and we have been lucky as no furlough scheme was introduced here. We have worked from home since March with rare visits to the office. Our company used to pay us a travel allowance for going to work and it didn't matter if we went by car, train, bus, bike or even walked It was measured based upon your home and the distance to your working place. Yes, we really were paid to go to work. As you can imagine, like a lot of companies, they really needed to find a way to save money. So the first thing they chose was the allowance. So basically, we would only get paid the travel allowance if we visited the office. So basically, it's an as and when. If we go to the office twice in a month, we'll get paid for those two visits. So lucky for us, that's the only downside to COVID and our job. We are the lucky ones, we do still have one, and we are still busy. So despite Covid being present in everyone's lives, and it being heartbreaking not seeing our loved ones, and believe me, there have been many tears from me, and I'm sure there'll be many more until the day I can travel and I can hug and be with my loved ones. But I have managed to find some positives. Yes, I really have. Most of our holidays previously would have been spent seeing family and friends, with a short break here and there for us to relax and unwind. Covid has made it possible for us to experience new areas of the Netherlands and we actually have had a real breakaways. No rushing from one house to another or from one lunch straight into an evening meal. As much as we love seeing everyone, it has been really good for our mental health and to be able to fully recharge our batteries. The Netherlands is so accessible at all times of year You can use the bus and the train, and obviously we have fantastic flat, very flat cycling routes. We've also been lucky as we've never been in a full lockdown. We have had a curfew, which started at 9pm until 4.30am, which didn't affect us at all. Our shops, cafes, restaurants, bars have all been closed until very recent. But no real restrictions on being out and about. So at the very beginning of Covid, we chose to cycle everywhere and not use public transport. We ventured to new places, to new hotels. We ate wonderful food and certainly walked through beautiful gardens in the hotel grounds. I don't think we ever thought over a year on we would still be planning those types of trips. We were lucky last September as things were pretty good in Europe at that time, but not in the UK. So our usual two weeks holiday where we would spend some time with family and then off to Cornwall for our wedding anniversary. We had to rethink. So we went off on our bikes to a place that was new to us in 2020, but in one day's time we'll be heading off there again. It's called Wyke by Durstader. It's a very pretty village. It has a castle and it has the world's only drive-through windmill. Yes, a drive-through windmill. It's basically built over a road, so in the bottom of the windmill is an arch, so you can drive, walk, cycle through it. It has a mill and a museum and also a a cafe very close by. It's very pretty. 
We stayed at a self-catering uh, bed and breakfast, which was absolutely heaven, with storks nesting just in front on the chimney of a residential home. Absolute bliss. On returning from our six days there, we then travelled by plane to Vienna, Austria, a beautiful city. We had an amazing time visiting vineyards, wine tasting, going on boat trips, walking, plenty of eating and drinking, and having a lot of fun. It was here we saw for the first time the see-through masks, the plastic ones, which looked very strange. We also visited the Spanish Riding School of Vienna, a wish of mine from a young age. We saw them train and we also had a tour. It was a very beautiful building and we were lucky to actually see some of the older horses in the stables. On our return from our wonderful holiday, we had to go into a 10-day isolation, as the Netherlands had put Austria on the amber list about two days before we were due to come home. For us, it wasn't too much of a problem with working from home. Being that it was September or so, it's not the summer, so the evenings obviously draw in a lot earlier. We were able to have shopping delivered, and being that the weather wasn't too bad, we were still able to venture out on the balcony. Soon, though, we were thinking about Christmas, and another milestone, another celebration. We were convinced in the early days that we would be in the UK celebrating with everyone as normal but we found ourselves having to try and arrange Christmas here for the first time. Turkeys you don't see in the supermarket, <coughs> excuse me, you don't see in the supermarket here, so we had to locate a supplier online, and now we get our meat delivered fresh every two weeks, so another positive of COVID. Christmas day, we chose to go for a walk, as it was a bright day. We found a local shop, a cafe open, so we had a takeout coffee and a smaller version of the local delicacy called a bottle bowl. It's an oversized chocolate eclair in my eyes, but also very, very nice. The Dutch say that there's not many calories in it compared to the apple pie. The day was spent on video calls, eating, drinking, present opening and more calls. Boxing Day, which the Dutch know as the second day of Christmas, we took a bike ride. In the UK, Mark would have rode in his cycling club's Boxing Day 10, so we did a 10 mile ride and then finished it with a social visit to friends and some snacks and drinks before returning home. Before long we were thinking of the new year. In 2020 we lost two very dear neighbours, not non-Covid related but both as shocking as the other. Not being able to say your final goodbye to them, not being able to hug their loved ones and we're still not able to do that was a really difficult time for us. We've had new neighbours move in but as yet no proper getting to know you parties that our small community here does so well. I look forward to clinking my glass or bottle again with our neighbours very soon. Currently our numbers here are dropping at a huge rate and with a population of 18 million, yesterday they announced that they had vaccinated the 10th million person with their first jab. We started vaccinating quite late in January, so we were quite far behind but seem to have caught up very recently. My husband had his first jab this week, and in one week's time I will have mine. I'm hoping that this now is us all heading in the right direction towards seeing our loved ones again. Everything's crossed. He's hoping that by the 17th of September, our fifth wedding anniversary, we will be back in our happy place, Cornwall, celebrating after having spent some lovely time with our loved ones. Everything's crossed for this. Right, well I best get ready for my vacation. I need to pack. Thanks for listening and until next time, stay safe. Bye all.